Our chapter for today is 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, this, to me, this is one of the best chapters in the letter. It, it, it culminates in a majestic description of the second coming of Christ. Um, so let's just quickly note a couple of things from this chapter. Uh, the first has to do with uh, word and spirit. Word and spirit. Uh, the first chapter, uh, the first, excuse me, the first paragraph of this chapter is is very instructive as to how we grow as Christians in the faith. I know this is something we've talked about, but this is a repeated theme in the letter. Um, Paul begins by reminding them of the, uh, says in verse two, the instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. We taught them. He taught them the scriptures. He taught them what was God's will for believers. And we can't, as Christians as he said in the first chapter, walk in a manner worthy of God without being taught, without knowing uh, the scriptures. And he reminds them and us uh, in, in, in verse 7 that God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. So how does the Bible say a child of God is to walk in purity and holiness? Well, the psalmist answers that question in Psalm 119, verse 9, by guarding it according to your word according to God's word. So how can you walk in the will of God if you don't know the will of God? How can you know the will of God apart from reading what he's told you in scripture? So Paul reminded them of what he taught them and of the instructions he gave them through the Lord Jesus, verse 2. But Paul knows that there's an equally important truth here. Not only were they given the scriptures for their growth and obedience, but he also reminded them of how God, how God also gives his Holy Spirit to his children. They had not only received the, the word, but they had also received the spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who takes what we read in the in, in here in the Bible and changes our hearts and our minds through it. It is he who softens our hearts to make us receptive to whatever the scripture says. It is the Holy Spirit who enables us to let the Bible stand in authority and judgment over us rather than us acting as if we were the authorities and sit in judgment over the Bible. The Holy Spirit makes us pliable. No amount of Bible reading will do one bit of good if the Holy Spirit of God does not work in and through it to change the person. In fact, the more times a person hears or reads the Bible without the Holy Spirit's enlivening power at work in them, the more that person increasingly becomes hardened to what the Bible says. So two things are at work in us to make us holy, the Word and the Spirit, the Bible and the Holy Spirit. So when you come to the Word each day, and as you sit and, and, and hear the Word preached on Sunday, actively and consciously invite the Holy Spirit to take that Word, make you receptive to it, and to change you to be more like Christ as a result of it. Well, Secondly and finally, let's think about the coming of the Lord for just a second. We've said several times throughout the letter uh, these were some severely believer, beleaguered Christians in Thessalonica. Um, it was not an easy place to be a Christian. Again, if you need to, go back to Acts chapter 17 again and just read about how that church got started there in Thessalonica. And you'll, you'll understand what I mean when I said it was not an easy place to be a Christian. I mean, even if there is such a thing. Um, but it's undeniable that some places are much more difficult than others. And Paul has already offered them some encouragements early in the letter to persevere and to hold up. Uh, but it's in this chapter that Paul gives his most fervent encouragement. He reminds them of the promise that the Lord Jesus gave that the day is most surely coming in which he will return 
and make everything right. It will be an incredible event. Can you try to imagine what it will be like to experience uh, the events of verses 16 and 17? You say, well, what if the Lord doesn't come back during my lifetime? Well, there's no reason to believe you won't experience it. Notice carefully a couple of things that Paul says. <laughs> At the end of chapter 3, Paul said that when Jesus comes back, he will come back with all his saints. That's 1 Thessalonians 3.13. When Christ returns, he will return with all his saints. Furthermore, he says in the present chapter that when, when Jesus comes back, he will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. 1 Thessalonians 4.14. So every child of God will have the full experience of the second coming of Christ. If you have already passed away from this earth, Jesus will return with you. If you are still alive when he returns, he will be coming for you. Jesus coming with his saints and his coming for his saints are not two separate events. They are one in the same. And it is at that time Verse 17 says that we will always be with the Lord. What a day that will be. <clears throat> and that's why Paul says in verse 18, therefore encourage one another with these words. Just a few thoughts from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 